0: The government's considering giving you some of your pollution money back, apparently. This is money from the Emissions Trading Scheme, which instead of buying a new furnace for New Zealand steel, could instead be given back to households in the form of a dividend. Now, no decisions have been taken, but officials have been giving the government advice on exactly this. NZ Initiative Chief Economist Eric Crampton's with us now. Evening, Eric.
1: Good evening.
0: Now, this is happening over in Canada, and how much are they giving back to the families there?
1: Well, all of the, all of the money that they collect in their carbon tax Borrowing a small bit goes back to households. So there it's province by province and in British Columbia, it was before 2010 they started doing this. Other provinces started putting their own taxes on and in other, in provinces that didn't have a carbon tax, the Canadian government stuck one on top of it and rebated it straight back to households as a carbon dividend. It makes an awful lot of sense. At the same time as New Zealand was putting in the petrol excise rebate and uh, putting discounts on road user charges, the Canadian minister was able to stand up uh, at press interview and say well look the this isn't due to rising carbon prices but remember that every household or at least between 80 and 90 percent of households get more money back through the carbon dividend than they ever pay in carbon prices so it helped to shunt some of the political pressure for other less sensible ways of dealing with cost of living pressures
0: was it enough money i mean look we've we've all we've all been disappointed by by the money coming at us from the government for example five dollars of your prescription fees. Was it enough to, to really turn the dial? Was it a lot of money?
1: Well, it's because it's the same amount of money as the government collects in carbon taxes, and because rich people spend more money on everything and carbon's in everything Typical households get a lot more money back than they pay in, so it won't deal with every problem that people might have in the yeah. world. You can't use it to replace a welfare system. You can't use it to replace other things that the government provides and support, but it helps people get around the rising costs that are due to carbon. Uh, it helps them make adjustments to, as you were saying earlier, buy a heat pump, buy an e-bike, whatever they yeah. find to be most useful for them. So here in Canada, they'll pay the first adult in a household an amount, the second adult in a household gets a little bit less than that, and kids get a little bit less than that again. We could run the same kind of deal here. When I'd run the numbers on this last year, it was looking something like about 1200 bucks for a family of four, but it would depend on how you wanted to set it up. I'd had sort of a dark horse hope that it would show up in, in the budget this year. And I wonder whether they had some difficulty with it because of the most recent failed carbon auction. Mm. There's still an opportunity to be doing it, though, because like right now, carbon prices aren't that high. They're in the 50 to $60 range. As those rise, it will bite more. And at that point, you could have the dividend coming in to help people out. But but Eric,
0: your argument is that it, you, you've only got a small window in which you can do this, right? Because at some point, actually, the revenue stops. Is that right?
1: That's right. So Canada has a carbon tax. New Zealand chose instead to have an emissions trading scheme that caps the amount of emissions and then runs net emissions down to zero by 2050. At some point, the government stops auctioning off carbon credits. At that point, it'll be raising zero money. So carbon revenues, which are currently being spent on industrial subsidies, which often make no sense, and it's harder to say whether the New Zealand steel one makes sense. I could argue with Patrick about it another time, but they will rise over time, and then they will decline. So you'd really want to have this being done well in advance of these things coming down. Otherwise, it's doesn't really help families through the transition. You want to get that in ahead of those revenues declining, that people can put them to good use.
0: Eric, do you think it's really going to happen? Well,
1: I I had had a dark horse hope on it happening during this budget. Yeah. I think that it still could be announced as part of a cost of living pressures um, package in the election campaign. Have you got reason
0: to believe that? I mean, have you been given a bit of a whisper?
1: Well, I... I had heard ahead of, of this that there it was under consideration or at least that officials had been looking at it, yeah. whether it, it's going to wind up being a political decision, whether they go ahead with it. My expectation is that they don't put in something that's as clean as Canada's, but go for something that's a little more munted, where they'd say, well, we're only going to be providing a dividend to lower income households, or we're not going to allow it if you're earning on the top tax rates or anything like that. I don't really like those kinds of mechanisms. They, they make it harder to maintain overall support for yeah. rising carbon prices. And the system is already going to be progressive. Like, it's automatic that this kind of scheme will be strongly progressive. You don't have to go in and shunt the scheme by cutting out high-income earners. Yeah. But if you wanted to, you could say that there's a slightly higher dividend for people on a community services card. Or, that would be perfectly feasible.
0: I haven't got a hell of a lot of time, but I am now dying to know what you think of the NZ Steel deal, so give it to me quickly
1: that if the deal makes sense, then we've got big problems in how New Zealand's industrial allocations are handled.
0: Oh no, you have to expand on that.
1: Oh, if the industrial allocate, just to step back a little bit, the government gives free allocations as you were talking about to industries, That are trade exposed. So the last thing that you want is steel production to be going off to China or someplace where it's got worse carbon intensity, that there's more carbon emissions associated with it. That doesn't help the climate. So the government has tried to deal with that problem going back over a decade now with industrial allocations. So industries are given carbon credits to help them Mm. offset that. So normally if this is working right, then industries should still have incentive to reduce emissions on their own because it would Mm. free up some of those free credits for them to sell to other people. Now, Mm. I've understood that it's a little bit more complicated with New Zealand Steel that they would be losing those industrial allocations immediately if they'd made that investment on their own. And if that's true, and if there are other industries that are facing that kind of problem, then that's a disincentive for them to be doing things that make a lot of sense. You would want them to be investing their own money in things like arc arc, um, furnaces, If doing so, like if if they can reduce emissions for like $30 a ton and then on-sell the industrial allocation credit for $50 a ton, that's free money for them. That's massive incentive to be making those kinds of investments. If instead the scheme is set up that the the allocations disappear if those kinds of investments are made and if they're currently effectively subsidized considerably on their... um, Carbon price, then that is a disincentive to be making the investments that they should be making.
0: Oh, I see. Okay, Eric, thank you for running us through all of this. That stuff. It was absolutely fascinating from start to finish. It's Eric Crampton, New Zealand Initiative Chief Economist.
1: For more from Heather Duplessy Allen Drive, listen live to NewsTalk ZB from 4 p.m. weekdays, or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.